Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Wedding Photo Podcast. I hope everybody is staying healthy, staying safe, doing well. Um, I feel pretty fortunate today. I'm actually recording this intro, outro outside in our backyard. California's had some pretty nice weather recently, so I'm taking advantage of that. Um, I'd like to record full episodes of the podcast outside, but you've probably heard it in, in some episodes, but we've got some pretty pretty loud uh dogs um and some neighbors in the back and in the front that kind of keep us from that so um it's really not that bad but just to prevent it altogether, i tried to uh record indoors but anyways it's a pretty nice day outside so i'm enjoying the weather um i hope all of you guys are doing well and um and just taking care of yourselves. I know this is a, a crazy time that we're going through and uh, we're just trying to do do our best. So, um, and, and all I'm trying to do is provide a distraction for everybody uh, from everything that's going on. So, um, uh, just want to remind everybody, if you want to reach out to me, if you have any questions um, that you want to have answered on the podcast or just some topics that you want me to bring up you can find me on instagram at wedding photo podcast you can also find me on twitter at del toro photo and you can also join our facebook group uh, we have a growing community there where we talk about uh different topics we talk about different um different articles that have been brought up uh wedding related photography related uh so go over there and join the group um i have also teamed up with a publisher by narrative it's a desktop app that you can use to um create blogs uh quicker more efficiently um it's a really great uh app i've been using them since uh since just just the end of last year and uh it's been pretty great and if you want to you can try them out for free and if you decide that you want to um, uh, purchase their app, you can get 15% off using the code Del Toro Photo. All the links, including the that affiliate link, are in the show notes below. Um, if you do want to support the podcast, uh, all I ask is that you share this podcast with others, share it with your friends, let them know about it so they can take a listen. Um, if you if you can leave a five star rating and leave a review, it makes the podcast more discoverable for others to find. So thank you guys for following along. Today I have another exciting guest. Um, I want to say maybe I want to say it's been over a year now, maybe a year or two ago. Um, just somehow along this, you know, having this podcast, uh, I discovered another photographer. Uh, did not know that they they lived out in Florida. All I knew is that their work was really great, and I enjoyed seeing their stuff on my feed. Um, the Legrones. Um, today I have Josh Legrones. Josh and Megan are a wedding photography duo, husband and wife team. Uh, they've been photographing weddings for a couple years now. Uh, I think they got their start doing portrait photography um, he, he talks more about it in the episode but I had Josh on to come in and talk to us about how they got started we do a little bit of gear talk and uh, it was just a pleasure having him on and talking to him and getting to know more about him and and them as a business um, and everything that they're they've been up to now so without any further ado I present to you Josh Legrone.
Legrones, right? Legrones? Mm-hmm. The Legrones? Yeah, yeah. I'm really impressed that you got it right. I've heard Legroni, I've heard Legroin. So, <laughs> yeah, Legrone is, is good job. Well, I mean, I could have messed it up, man. I, and, and trust me, I know how it feels. Um, I've, I grew up with everybody pronouncing my name every which way except for <laughs> Ulysses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I totally get it. Um, hey, thanks for coming on, man, and talking with me. Um, yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. So you're all the way in Florida. I am. Yeah. I don't uh, think I really realized it until until you let you mentioned that. I had no idea you were in Florida, man. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, we're surviving over here. What's uh What's it like over there right now? What part um, of Florida? Lakeland. We're we're technically in Central Florida, so okay. we're literally smack dab in between Orlando and Tampa. Um. Weather-wise, it's it's on and off. I think yesterday it was like 95, and today it's like 82. So I don't think even Florida knows what's going on right now. <laughs> so you guys got some nice weather going on right now then? I think so. I uh, Yeah, um, like right now, nice for me. I'm weird. I really like like overcast, kind of gloomy. So that's what it's been like today. But yesterday it was, it was pretty warm. What is, uh, when it comes to photography, like doing weddings and stuff, what's, what's like the worst case scenario in, in Florida? Well, that's the thing. So I feel like Florida has the reputation of being the sunshine state, mm-hmm. but what's funny about that is especially during the summer, I would say like 90% of the time it's always raining. So like when it is warm out, it's nice. And when the sun's out, but the biggest hindrance, I would say probably between maybe june and september there's a really really good chance that like four days out of the week there's going to be rain so i think for planning for weddings a lot of people if they do book um maybe a venue or something during that time yeah they're 99 percent of the time they're trying to do something indoor just to help avoid that and this is just like do you, do you guys have to deal with hurricanes a lot out there too like yeah. when it comes to weddings <laughs> Um, I was like, I hear about it all the time, but I was like, is it true? Is it really that bad over there? It is. Uh, it's, it's one of those where I think the majority of people at this point don't even try to book yeah. anything, but with, during hurricane season, just because there's a chance of that happening or just like I said, on and off rain gets yeah. to be annoying after a while. So I think the sweet spot for us is probably between october to may about seven months mm. um out of the year which is it is funny because and you probably deal with this too being in california a lot of photographers when they talk about um being in the off season or whatever because it's snow our off season is because we're probably going to get a hurricane yeah so we just kind of have to wait it out i feel like uh i mean i feel like it's different for all the photographers out here in california because mm-hmm. every every year that I've photographed weddings, our off season has been a different month every time. Like it's never yeah. really the same, you know. Yeah. And I don't think it's really a seasonal thing. It's just you know, th- this August it happened to have the least amount of weddings than last year. Last August we had the most amount of weddings than, yeah. than previous years, you know. So it, I I feel like we don't have um like a seasonal uh wet a, se- a wedding season, mm-hmm. a proper wedding season. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's uh let's get everybody to know you a little bit more, man. Tell us a little bit about yourselves and about yourself. You and your wife, you guys shoot together, right? Yes, yes so we do. So tell us about yourself and how you guys got into uh, the wedding industry. Okay. Um well, it actually kind of started with Meg first. Meg is my wife and she I think probably around 
maybe 2013, she kept going back and forth and kept just being like, man, I think I'd really like to get nothing crazy, just like a point and shoot camera. Um, she's always had experience with graphic design. And um, even when she was a teenager, I think she did a lot of like high school projects and stuff where she was just working on different things. So she, she was really, really familiar with Photoshop already. And she wanted a camera that she could have to just kind of take pictures of both of us and um, around the house. And she was like, well, if, if I get one, she felt like it would help her. She wanted to learn more about editing and, you know, kind of seeing what she already knew with all of that, working with photos and just wanted to see what she could do. And after a few months, uh, we got one and she really loved it, had a ton of fun with it and decided that she really wanted to pursue it more. What'd you guys so get? What's, um, the point and shoot, I don't know. I think it was just one of those little, like the Nikon rinky dink ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> but what's funny is, so we shoot Sony now, like I think a lot of people do these days. And um, at the time, we were kind of weighing our options on, okay, if we get a more capable camera, what do we want to get? So we looked at the big names at the time, which were Nikon and Canon. And then we were going, we talk, watched like a ton of YouTube videos, and we saw this one for a Sony A3000. And we were like, huh, that seems really cool. Um, that seems different. It seems like it's really user-friendly. So we got that. So uh, I guess we've been shooting, technically we've been shooting Sony since like 2013, back when like nobody even really paid it much attention. I remember yeah. um, one of our photographer friends was like, hey, what kind of camera did you get? And we were like, oh, we got a, a Sony A3000. And it's, it's garbage now, but at the time it was cool. And uh, it was just so funny because they were like, huh, okay, that's, that's interesting. They didn't want to say it. it sounded bad. So they just said interesting instead. And um, we were like, yeah, we, we really like it. And um, so anyway, she got that. At first, the business was just her. Uh, it was Megan Legron Photography. And I don't know. I think, I think for her, she really had a ton of fun just learning the camera. I had a ton of fun learning the camera. I was her test subject for so long of trying to figure out the new settings and stuff that I really, really got into learning how it worked. And um, I loved watching the YouTube videos, anything we could find, literally any um, interviews, whatever. We started learning about different photographers that we really liked and started following their stuff. And we both kind of started learning at the same time, especially since I'm the one, you know, if she wanted to try something new, she would try it out on me or vice versa. If I saw something that was cool, I'd try it out with her. Um, and then for a couple of years, she did the photos just by herself because uh, at the time I was working full time and there were times where if she ever did sessions, uh, she wasn't doing weddings at that point. Uh, weddings aren't even something we started doing until a couple of years ago. And at the time she was literally just a, a portrait family photographer. That's it. So if she ever had like a large family or something and needed help, I would go and bring like a, an extra camera just in case. And, uh, but otherwise it was, it was all her. Around that time, I the day job that I have now, a media department opened up. And uh, basically an opportunity came where I was able to work in the department. And I started working with um, a lot of like internal employees if they did talking head interviews or um, basically like any events that were going on in the building and stuff. Um, it was cool. I got to learn how to either record those or shoot those or, or whatever and kind of get more familiar with the equipment they had. Um, so I was, like at the time, I think there was a little bit where um, I did use a couple like Nikon D720s, I think. Um, and then for a lot of the video stuff they had, uh, I think it was RX10s, uh, the Sonys. Yeah. So 
messed around with those for a bit and really, really just kind of confirmed that I really, really loved it too. And um, at that point, Meg was starting to pick up a lot of business uh, portrait-wise. And so we just figured, hey, I really like it. She really likes it too. It's something we both get to do together, which is fun. It doesn't, you know, we don't step on each other's toes or anything. So we just basically decided to to join up and, and go on from there. So we've been doing that ever since. So as far as uh, the wedding stuff goes, who like mm-hmm. how do you guys how do you guys run that business? So we uh, we shoot everything together. Yeah. Um, so our pricing and everything just kind of already includes us going into it. Um, we I, I mentioned before we didn't plan on doing weddings. One because we do both work full time, so we didn't want to we didn't want to feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Our biggest fear was getting into something and then getting burnt out, especially when we're having so much fun doing it. Yeah. But um, decided that we weren't going to do weddings. We didn't want to feel overwhelmed. We didn't want it to be something that kind of took away from the joy that we were having. Yeah. And um, I think that there were a couple of sessions. Like we would still do engagement sessions. And we did a couple of engagement sessions. And the couple would say, you know, hey, what's your guys' pricing on wedding? And we'd be like, oh, we don't we don't shoot weddings. And, <laughs> you know, it was very, very kind of them because they would be like, well, that's that sucks because we'd really like, yeah. number one, continuity. But too you know we'd we'd really like to have you guys do the wedding too and i think the last couple that had asked that and we said no when we got in the car we were like man they were so cool they were so nice why why would we say no to people like that like the only reason why we would feel overwhelmed is if we start making ourselves overwhelmed yeah um if we start taking on too much work we can always reevaluate but if we're having fun doing it and if it's for people who we really enjoy then why not so that's a really good uh, way to 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 make that adjustment or just to think, to look at it, you know? Thanks. Yeah. yeah. So that was a couple of years ago. And, and, um, I don't know, it's the first couple we were like, okay, yeah, you know, we did it, whatever. It's been cool. And we run, we really, really wound up having a lot more fun than I think we thought we would. And, uh, ever since then we were like, okay, well, if we're here, let's, let's go for it. So, um, we both still work full time, so we don't want to, we're still at that point where we don't want to take on so much work that we do get burnout. Yeah. So I think at the moment we're really trying to limit it to like no more than like 12 a year or something like that. Nice. And how do you guys uh, divvy up the work? So um, Meg's always been kind of the editor. She's just so good at it. She's been doing it for so long. Um, me, if if I edit, like I've I've edited a few sessions, like if she needed help. And, you know, I'm, I'm okay in Lightroom. I can get the job done and get yeah. the colors and stuff. But, man, when it comes to Photoshop and, and uh, you know, she's just so good and makes it so easy. And so it seems like it's it's nothing for her to do, like, face swaps and stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I just – you always see those horror stories online. Like, those. <laughs> I think there was an article that went around where, like, the woman made the entire family, like, gray. They looked like Voldemort. <laughs> and uh, – that would be me. I'm afraid I would do that. So yeah, when it comes to the editing, she handles all the editing. Um, as far as shooting goes, like on a typical wedding day, you know, she'll go with, if the bride's getting ready and all her crew, she'll go over there and I'll go hang out with the groom and his crew. And, um, then we'll meet up in time for the ceremony and shoot together. But yeah, once we get home, once we dump all the images and everything, um, I'll call my images and she'll call hers. And then I'll just say, okay, here you go. And then she she finishes it up. So all the business side stuff, I think it helps because technically she already works from home, even though she is full-time. She's uh, she's a nanny. So during the day, she watches a couple of kids. So that helps. During the day, she's able to focus more on the business and um, 
inquiries, scheduling, yeah. all that stuff. She's already kind of handling it anyways. Very cool. I, I'm always interested to hear how, how, um, you know, a husband and wife team, how they, how they work everything out. Mario edits all our stuff as well. Yeah. And, and it wasn't that, uh, like I was, I was the one that would, when we started, I was the one editing all of our stuff, but she, she had an idea of how she wanted things to look and she was having fun, like learning and playing with uh, Lightroom. And eventually mm-hmm. she kind of just took it over, you know, like she, yeah. she, she wanted to try some stuff out and, and, and it was fine for me. Like I would, you know, I feel like she has a better eye for aesthetics anyways. So, yeah. Uh, yeah same. you know, our, our look and style is all thanks to her now. And I'm totally fine yep. with that, you know? Yep. 100%. Uh, and then on my, and then as far as the business stuff goes, I, I handle all that stuff. So we kind of split, split things almost down the middle, I would say. That's cool. So I should probably do some more calling than I do. The <laughs> <laughs> that is, it is funny. Cause, um, I really like that part. I really like selecting the images. I like going through and seeing, but um, me being me, I'm just so much of a perfectionist. I'm so much of a man, you know, if, if the focus wasn't just absolutely perfect right here, then, you know, maybe I'll come back to it, but maybe I won't deliver it. And then by the time I'm done, I've only selected like 300 images and I'm like, Oh my God, you idiot. <laughs> now you have to go back and redo the whole thing again. So, um, you know, you know what I, still, I, I still like that. You know what I do like about uh, not, not looking at any of the images after a wedding is that when they're, I, I don't see them again until they're all done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause I go through all yeah. her edits to make sure. Cause it, you know, we just give it a second eye. Cause every once in a while one slips through and it's like, there's an unedited photo or something in the folder. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool, you know, just taking the photos. And then the next time I see them, they're completely edited and done. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Like, oh, these are, I did pretty good. And she's like, no, nah, man, <laughs> you missed focused on half of them. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's so funny. Or, or I'll be like, uh, man, there was a sequence of shots that I got that I really, really liked. And she'll be like, uh, yeah, you know, they were good. But man, after like seven, you know, we, we kind of got the point. We didn't have to include all yeah, seven. So yeah. I took out a couple. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> So, so how long have you guys been shooting weddings now? Well, I guess technically we started in 2018. So this is our, we're in our second year now. And how do you feel, how do you think it's been on your end? Uh, man, we were so hesitant. I think it's, it's the fear of only doing portrait sessions for so long. You know, you, you have an hour, hour and a half, two hours to, take your time, be like, okay, let's do this, let's do this, you nail it. And so that fear that I think a lot of people have when they first start out of, man, you only got one shot for a lot of these, you know, first kissed and and all the, the big events. So the fear of what if I miss that, you know, in, yeah. in a portrait session, you can just make them do it again. Yeah. So that was a fear of ours. Um, again, the whole fear of burnout, the fear of uh, dealing with, uh, you know, we have a contract with the bride and the groom, but obviously there's more than just the bride and the groom there. So there's going to be other personalities, attitudes, all that stuff. So we were like, you know, do we really, really want to go into this? And I'm really happy, man. I think after a couple of years, yeah, those things exist, but so do other things, you know? I mean, yeah. after a while, you just get used to it. You learn how to handle it. You just learn how to be like, okay, yeah, you know, whatever if 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 i've been called just photographer at this point and not josh anymore you know that's that's fine i'm used to it so <laughs> or camera guy um <laughs> i don't know it's it's really <laughs> yeah <laughs> champ buddy whatever <laughs> so yeah at this point 
all the things that we were worried about clearly were just, you know, fear of the unknown. And after going through with it, I really like it. I hope we, I hope it's something that as we continue to push on with it, because we don't have any intention of stopping, um, just always being mindful, like continuing to check in with ourselves and be like, okay, we're really enjoying this, but you know, how, how are we doing? And at, at the moment we're still really good. And have you guys had any moments of uh, burnout? No, thankfully not yet. Um, thankfully it's been really cool. We're, yeah. man, we're super fortunate. I think a lot of people say this, or at least if they don't, I hope they do. Every client we've had has been so cool and it might sound like a dick thing to say, but one of the things that we discussed when we decided to go through with it was, you know, we're being kind of selective, I guess, not because we think we're anything because, because we don't, there's a million photographers out there, Yeah, but you know, we are only taking on a limited number throughout the year because of still working. And, yeah. um, it's kind of nice. It kind of gives you that choice to say, okay, man, I know, I hope this doesn't sound like a dick. No, I, I know, are, are, I know what you're, going. I know what you're trying to say, man. And, and, you know, right. and, and it's true in the position you're in, we, we, we've been in this, in the same position that we, we only take on uh, Maria and I only take on about 12 or 15 weddings a year. And we're, mm-hmm. we're pretty selective. I would say we're pretty selective. We haven't had to be the couples that do right. approach us and hire us, which I'm sure you're in the similar case that they, mm-hmm. they end up being great. Right. Yep. But, yep. but yeah, you are in a position where, where you, you choose the weddings that you want to do. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, man, because yep. you don't, because you're also avoiding situations that, that could be bad. You know, that I, I always, I've told this story, but I've, ha- I had a bride once who hired us. And this was when Maria and I were first, you know, joining forces. We were still, uh, this was a couple of years back. And, at the consultation, the bride was just mentioning all these different shots that she wanted. She was mentioning all the, um, what's it called? The Pinterest signs that she was bringing. She had like a, yep. she was going to like her engagement session. She was going to bring like, like 20 different signs that she wanted to photograph. And it's just, it, which there's nothing wrong with, but that's not our style. And, right. and at the time we just didn't have the, the the confidence i guess to say like hey that m- maybe this isn't the right fit and that we were already thinking that in the consultation uh come to find out that uh oh and we did the engagement shoot they didn't like it we reshot it <laughs> for uh, them yeah. you know like it was a nightmare like i hope this doesn't happen for the wedding well mm-hmm. turns out they the couple unfortunately ended up splitting up <laughs> and so they didn't need our services. And, yeah. you know, l- definitely after that point, we we were like, we have to, if we feel that this is not the type of couple that, that we would want to shoot or that aren't going to, you know, they obviously aren't coming for our specific style. Maybe they just liked our price or something and that's why they yeah. went with us. I don't know. So How bad is that feeling though of like, uh, you know, you, you had this horrible experience, you already did it with them again. And then they're like, oh, <laughs> the idea that they're like, hey, we're really, really sorry, but we're actually not going to go through with it yeah. deep down. Like, I'm going to have that feeling of, oh, OK, I, you're doing me a favor. So, yeah, that's, no, that's it was kind of cool. Thank you. It was a relief. Like, it, it was it yeah. was a relief to not have to photograph the wedding, because yeah. what if they didn't like any of their photos, like an engagement yeah. shoot? I can I can shoot their engagement session 10 times until they like it. But their yeah. wedding, we only get the one chance. So it was it was 
making me really nervous going into that wedding. And yeah. so, like I said, it's very unfortunate that they split up, uh, but fortunate for us that we didn't have to go yeah, go what, through with yeah, that wedding because because <laughs> that could have that could have put us in a much uh, worse situation, you know. And yep. the, and you know, I'm sure. You get everyone's heard horror stories of situations like that. We don't want to be, we don't want to, we don't want to get ourselves involved in something like that. So I, I yeah, I feel you. And I I think you put it right though. That's, that's what I was trying to say. So thank you. It's, it's yes, we have now the ability to be selective, but we're really, really lucky that so far we haven't had to kind of play that card. Yeah. Um, But it, it gives me peace of mind just knowing in the back of my head, that's what I was saying. I hope I don't sound like a dick being like, you know, yeah, you want to hire us, but also what, what is it about you that makes us want to work with you as, as people, not as, yeah. not as what your images are going to look like. Cause that's that, I don't care about that. But yeah. as people, if I'm going to spend an entire day with you, how am I going to be feeling at the end of the day? Or is it going to be an experience where I feel really, really good about how the day went? I got, or is it going to be, man, I'm so glad it's over with. I don't have to deal with them anymore. And yeah. I, I just, I like not having me put in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. None of us want to be in that situation. <laughs> right. No, that's cool, man. Uh, so how do you, how do you guys, um, how did you guys come across your clients? Like, I know you said you guys were doing like portrait stuff before. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of like where your clientele started or how, how did you guys start advertising your weddings when you were already think- photographers and then moving into it? <laughs> I think we uh, we got really, really lucky, man. We worked with really, really cool uh, portrait clients. I think it was a lot of just word of mouth. Uh, where we live is kind of like a more, <clears throat> not rural, but it's definitely not, you know, we're right in between Orlando and Tampa. So yeah. we're, we're not in Orlando or Tampa, so it's a little bit smaller area, you know. Uh, we just got lucky, man. We had a lot of cool clients, a lot of cool customers, people who, would pass off our information to other uh, to other people or they would be like, Hey, you know, some of the clients who, or like, you know, like I said, we did an engagement session for a couple and we followed up with them and said, Hey, you know what? I know we said we weren't going to, but you guys actually convinced us to do otherwise. And we did that since with other uh, engagement sessions. So I don't know. It, it all just kind of worked out. I mean, we've, I guess technically we've done the typical advertising, uh, you know, Facebook, you pay five or 10 bucks or whatever and get your ad posted. And we did that a couple of times and, um, you know, Instagram, I think just like anyone else does, but I, I would, if I had to be honest, I would say maybe, maybe 60 or 70% of our inquiries come through our website. And then the remainder is just word of mouth. I've been, I don't even know how long I've been following your work now. But I definitely brought you brought you on because of your work. Like I was definitely drawn to your work. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you guys got a really good style. And like I said, I, I didn't even realize that you guys were in Florida. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest. Cool. When you uh, when you contacted me, I was like, I'm pretty sure he meant to send this to someone else, but I'm not about <laughs> to say anything. So I just I went with it. I don't I don't know if you realized it once I actually got on the phone with you, but too late now. I'm here. <laughs> No, man, I, I'm, I, I don't, I want to talk to all photographers, right? Like, yeah. and, uh, I use this podcast to talk to, um, I, I want to reach out to photographers that I admire period. And I want to, I just want to get to know more about them. Do you know what I mean? That's cool. So, yeah, no, I, I totally agree, man. That's awesome. So no, it's, t- it's tough. I, I wanted to know what you thought, because I feel like with doing the, the show, as long as you have now, yeah. obviously you don't have to name specifics. I don't want to know specifics, but 
I've, I think I've learned over the years now of just shooting in general, a lot of photographers, it's hit or miss. I think some people tend to take themselves too seriously and maybe feel that, you know, they look at it as art, which it is art, 100%. Yeah. But I think that sometimes they forget how to just be people too. I think that they prioritize it so much on, I'm the artist, that's what you're paying for, that they also forget how to just be a people person. And um, so I've had that experience a lot. And I've also had people who are, you know, truly, truly talented, really nice, awesome people and don't take themselves too seriously. So yeah, I, it makes me curious, someone like you who's been doing this for so long, and especially this show, you know, is that something that you run into often where like, have you ever done an interview and at the end you're like, man, that didn't go the way I thought it would? Uh, no, I haven't had that situation yet but whenever i do reach out to guests i mean most of the time i like if it's you know like you already you and i have already been following each other's work for Mm -hmm. a while so you already knew who you know what the wedding photo Mm -hmm. podcast was but when i reach out to guests who who don't follow the podcast or i'm sure they don't know about the podcast you know i i do a, a whole little spiel about um the background of this podcast it's it's um getting getting a a broad sense of how other photographers uh you know started and and uh grew their businesses and their experiences because i feel like a lot of our experience are all very similar but when you're mm-hmm. doing it you feel kind of alone you know you feel like yeah. it's very easy to be self-conscious about about what you're doing um yeah. so I feel like that easily weeds out the photographers that, you know, or, or people that don't really want to share, you know, share with the world what, what they have to say or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and I come from a background of, um, you know, when I first started in photography, I worked at a photo studio and, and mm-hmm. I was surrounded by all kinds of different photographers and we were all friends and we all shared each other's knowledge. Like I had zero knowledge at the time. So when I was coming up, right. you know, I had mentors that were in the range of, you know, 20 years old, all the way up to in their fifties. And some of these photographers, you know, were shooting weddings back in the film days. They were shooting portrait or uh product photography you know back in the day so like everybody had like a wide range of knowledge and everyone was willing to share everything you know when i was coming up that's how i i mean even when i bought my first uh dslr i went around circles like talking to everybody about what would be the best purchase for my first like official dslr and and thanks to all of them i was you know that's how i made my decision on what to get um, so I come from a background of everybody just sharing their knowledge and, and helping each other grow. And, you know, mm-hmm. so to me, that's, that's the best thing that, that could have happened to me, um, in my business. And, and, uh, so of course I want to share whatever I know to, to anybody who, you know, who needs to hear something. That's cool, man. Yeah. I think that's huge. I think, um, we were talking about this a little bit already, but the whole concept of, you know, community over competition. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to me. I really like the idea of, like you said, like your example of working, even just like a photo studio, you have, you're a wedding photographer now, right? But you learned some things from someone who shot product photography. So in certain instances, you're going to be looking at a, at a wedding portrait from a product photographer's perspective. And, uh, I, I think that's so cool because it is art. That's what sets everyone, you know, apart from someone else. And the idea that more and more people are getting a camera every day and more and more people are getting really into it. I think for certain people who kind of like who I was talking about before, the people who 
only take themselves so serious seriously and forget how to just you know be a human being yeah i think those people can look at that and get really really upset and be like well what are these people doing and invading my territory and coming in but to me i think it's really cool because now there's these there's another person with another perspective that i probably i, I know i don't have not probably i know i don't have it <clears throat> and um yeah it's also too like i've heard a lot of times where people will be like, well, the more and more people who keep grabbing a camera and keep trying to take on weddings and stuff, they're going to invade my business. But man, like the more people who are getting cameras, I can guarantee you the same amount of people are also getting married. Yeah. So it's not like there's one deficit versus the other. So I I don't know. I think it's cool. I I like, I like how the show goes because um, even like the conversations that you've had with uh, Eric, Yeah. man, like, me being a Sony shooter, I, I also just, I love gear. I love talking gear. Yeah. I love talking equipment. And it's interesting because a lot of the stuff that gets talked about on episodes like that, that are, are basically gear related. There's so much good info that whenever it's over, it's like, man, that's cool. I, I didn't know. And, and I wouldn't have known had it not been there. So I don't know. I'm, I'm just a really, really big fan of, uh, people sharing ideas. Otherwise we, I don't think we'd be able to take what we know and, and then turn it into what we do. If any of that even made sense. There, there's such a huge advantage in, in crossing platforms like that. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, I credit my ability to handle crowds to the work that I used to do um, doing group photos for schools. I used yeah. to do uh, big senior photos and um, group photos for like elementary, middle school, all, all the, all the, di- all the different school uh, years. But um these group photos that I used to do, I mean, they ranged from 200 people to 900 people. I did a, um, I recently posted on, on the group, a picture of me on a crane and that picture, I think I did a school photograph of like 2,500 kids, you know? And, and what people don't know about, about some of those things, um, that work was really fun, man. It was actually really exciting. Like when I do, there were times where I'd go to a middle school. I'll just tell a quick story. There'd be times where I would go to a middle school and, They'd ha- I'd have to do a uh, panoramic photo. We used to shoot on these Fuji six by seventeen film cameras, mm-hmm. and um, first of all, you had like I don't know what was it, maybe like six images that you can shoot on one roll. And we were limited on roles, so most of the time you just had you know one roll and a backup roll, and then you 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 showed up with um, a ladder, uh, chalk, and some um, some tape. So you had to go out in the field, measure these lines. Um, you had to make them uh, far enough apart so when you're up on the ladder, you know ev- you can see everybody's faces. It was like they were stacked on bleachers, except they were out on the grass, you know. And like I said, there'd be like two, three, four hundred kids. Mind you, I'd show up and I would be alone. I wouldn't have an assistant with me. <laughs> yeah, right. If if I was lucky, I I had a um, what's it called a um, yeah. If I was lu- <laughs> if I was lucky, I would have like a, a you know like a, a megahorn uh, or something to you know to like be able to to get all these kids to listen to me. I'd be alone. Yeah. Um, I'd be in charge of like 600 kids. Um, the, a lot of times the staff, that was like their time to like take a break. You know, they were like, there yep. you go. There's yep. all the kids. <laughs> and, and as soon as they start coming out, somehow me, me by myself, I was able to get them all lined up. Uh, we'd line them up, uh, from like shortest to tallest, tallest to shortest. Um, there was like a whole spewel, right? But the kids, I mean, that's where I learned how to work with crowds is what I'm trying to say. 
That's these cool. kids would come out. I'd bring them out to the line. I'd get them all set up. I'd do this whole spiel about the photos, make sure you're not talk, you know, blinking. And, uh, and then I'd get it all done in like a half hour and send them back. And the, I remember the school staff was like, how the heck did you do all that? Or, <laughs> or they'd be upset. Like, we thought this was going to take an hour and a half. We thought we were going to get more of a break, but you know, um, we, we, we got so good. And there was only a few of us that, that did that style of photography there because there was no format for it. Like, um, it was something where I went on and learned from a couple mentors at that job. And then if you were lucky enough, they'd start giving you those jobs to do, you know, on your own. So I think there was like four or five of us that did that style of photography, but I credit, uh, my, my working with groups at weddings to that. I can wrangle, you know, a group of, uh, bridesmaids and groomsmen, or when we're doing family photos, like I can, I can group talk really, really easy. And I credit all of that that I did back then. Do you just at, at weddings? Do you wind up just like threatening the bridesmaids and grooms and with like detention because you still think they're students? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although now that I think about it, man, that <laughs> I wish I could, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you don't get this right, there's no recess for you. Uh, after yeah, the, after the ceremony. <laughs> they're like, "What the hell are you talking about?" No, they they're, they're usually not that bad, you know. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And then I usually send my my little trick is uh, I'll send Maria to to get the guys in order because they're I feel like they're more likely to listen to her <laughs> than dude. To me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's mm-hmm. crazy. It's crazy. I think like I start off the day, especially which I mean, you know that if if it's you know groom groom bride yeah. bride whatever, but the majority of the weddings that we shoot are bride and groom. And, uh, yeah, man, I'll start off the day with them. Like, Hey, these guys are really cool. I really feel like I'm clicking with them. It's so great. And I try and round them up for the, uh, bridal party shots. And I'm just like, Hey, I really, really need you guys to listen to me. And then, you know, Meg will step in and I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah, totally. Whatever you need. She's like, whatever, man. (laughs) (laughs) No. And, and also, um, it's true what you said about it, Eric and, and sharing ideas, man. Cause, uh, uh, I'm glad that he's gone through a lot of the stuff that I, you know, we both, uh, transitioned to Sony from Canon. Uh, before that I watched him transition from Nikon over to Canon. Like he had yeah. nothing but Nikon gear. He had a ton of it too. And I watched him do a full transition over to Canon and it's cool having just knowing people like that. And, and if you know, Eric, I mean, you could reach out to him and talk to him and ask him questions. He's, he's heavily involved in groups and trying to figure out he's a big gearhead too. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I love having those conversations with them because, you know, when I'm going through my, uh, through my transition over to Sony, like I can look to him and, and, you know, he's already bought some of the lenses that I'm thinking about getting or, or, yeah. e- or even now we go back and forth. Like, uh, we both bought the Tamron 28 to 75 and, um, he was having some, some focusing issues, uh, during receptions, he ended up he ended up just uh, getting rid of it and getting a Me different too. lens. Yeah, I, I had the same experience. Really, with but that, I, that same I, lens? I don't think that's Tamron because I mean, man, any review you look up online, yeah. any YouTube video, anything, everyone can't stop saying how many great things they can about it. So, yeah. I, I think I just got a bad copy. I got one, I think, about a year ago. I yeah. got the twenty eight to seventy five. And it was a lot of back focusing was my issue. So he said, like, hey, you know, what? he said his issue was literally just at receptions, like with the darkness, like he didn't have mm-hmm. any focus issues during the day. It was just when he was in those dark rooms trying to use um, his his lighting system. That was the only times he had any problems with it. Such a bummer. Yeah. Such a, and, I know it's yeah. a great lens. Yeah. 
and I use it all the time for receptions. I have had zero issues with it. You know, it's so crazy. What's what's crazy to me about what Tamron and Sigma and all of them are doing is like their third party and Sony for the longest time. You know, the biggest complaint people had about them was the fact that their native lenses. If you're not getting, I mean, the G Master, just crazy expensive, and it's hard to justify lenses that expensive, but. Yeah. Man, especially Tamron, all the stuff that came out about the uh, the seventy to one eighty that's yeah. coming out soon. Yeah, the comparisons I've seen already, it's just insane how quick they are. So, yeah, I, I think right now Sony's definitely picking it up as far as lens options, even yeah. if they're not native. There's there's a uh, quite a bit of variety compared yeah. to just a few years ago. And I, I would re- honestly, I'd rather have the G Masters if I could afford them. Uh, yeah. The reason I turned to to like the Tamron um, is is mostly because uh, we shoot video as well, and I don't mind having a heavy camera and lens when when I'm shooting photos because I can I can put the camera down or it's it's strapped onto me. But you know when I have to hold it on a gimbal the whole time or if I'm you know if I'm doing some freehand stuff like I rather that camera be as light as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I totally relate yeah. with that. Um, my main lens, I, I'm, I think maybe eighty percent of the day I try to shoot fifty millimeters if I can. Yeah. And I had the Sig, the Sigma fifty, and um, I mean that's not the heaviest lens in the world, but it's not light after a while. They're heavy, man. Yeah, yep. they're they're bricks for sure. And uh, I I just I kept thinking more and more about uh, you know if I am going to be walking around all day, I want to make sure that I'm walking with a light kit and. The one downside to it, it could be better now. I don't know. I've heard that they've done more updates since then. That was about a year ago. Um, they did uh, just every once in a while. I would say if I took maybe five shots, maybe three of them would be in focus. It was just a little bit slower. And I think everyone's heard that uh, a lot of people say for the Sony lenses, it's probably just the original lens with the the mount adapted yeah. into the lens. Yeah. So, which, I mean, that would make sense, but I had my eye on the, uh, the Zeiss 55 for a while anyways, and it's just smaller and it's lighter. Um, I don't mind that it's F 1.8 versus F 1.4. So, um, anyways, I basically sold the Sigma and got the Zeiss and I really, really love that thing. Oh, nice, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's super, super reliable. Is that your go-to everything type of lens? Yeah, I would say, um, I know... I think probably, yeah, probably. Short answer is yeah. On a regular wedding day, I'll, I'll usually wear two. Um, I have the a7 III with the Zeiss 55, and then my other camera is the a7 III with the Sony 28mm, the f2, mm-hmm. for wide shots. And then I'll keep the uh, the Sony 85, the 1.8 in my bag, just in case I need it for like a ceremony or something, I'll have it. But that's pretty much my whole kit for a whole day. Do you do any any photos uh on the side like not not wedding related just for fun yeah we still well i mean as far as the business goes we still try to do you know once coronavirus is done we still try to do like portraits and stuff as well and um we just have a lot of fun doing those so yes we do that um uh me and meg we try to go on walks as often as possible so i'll probably take like a camera with me then and um i just use her for random shots or whatever Mm -hmm. if we take the dog somewhere you know it's i like trying to find an excuse to bring one and a lot of times she'll be like this is so dumb like we're just going to the grocery store calm down you don't have to bring it with you but it's i can't help it it's it's fun and and uh if i can i want to try and not get rusty especially while i'm kind of stuck at home anyways so what's uh what are what are you are there any specific lenses you're playing around with right now 
like I, that I would like to get. Uh, or yeah, I guess that too. I mean, like, yeah, I guess I'll go into that too. Uh, so like right now, um, you know, I, I was playing around with the 28 to 75, but I switched over to just, just the 85 for a little while, just, you know, playing around the house kind of thing. Yeah. But today I started looking at what other options I had and I've been looking at this, um, this, it's like a cheaper lens, but it's a 35 millimeter 1.2 and it's a, uh, it's a fully manual lens, but it's little like, you know, so like, I like the idea of having that, um, not having autofocus just to mm-hmm. play around with at home, you know? So yeah, yeah, that's, that's like the one lens that I've been thinking about, uh, doing a purchase. What, what, what have you been looking at? Well, as far as just like playing around the, the 28 is, is so much fun. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny cause the big comparison, I think, for Sony shooters, if you want a wider angle lens, I think the two big options right now are either the 28 f2 or the um, the G Master, the 24 1.4. And uh, the 24 apparently is really, really, really good and super reliable and everything that kind of comes with the name and the price that you're paying for. But the 28 definitely gets the job done. It's extremely small, extremely light, which was really appealing for me again, just trying to make my, my kit as light as possible. So, and it's, it hasn't really steered me wrong. Again, I don't mind the F2. If I'm shooting wide, you know, wide open at F2 doesn't make that big of a difference for me anyways. Cause if, if I'm using that lens, I'm trying to get as wide of a shot as possible. Yeah. So playing around like around the house or if we go somewhere, it's usually going to be that one. And I'm really happy with what I have as far as a setup, but that Tamron 70 to 180, that is, is pretty sweet because to compare it to the G master, I think the G master is like 2,600 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then the Tamron got announced to be like 1200. Yeah. So I think for $1,400 difference, I wouldn't miss 20 millimeters between 180 and 200. So yeah, uh, definitely eyeing that one for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've got that one in, uh, on my checklist as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I would say Meg's, Meg's, uh, setup, she's, she's so much, uh, just very adaptable, Yeah. not simple in a bad way, but just very like, Hey, this is what I have. This is what I want. That's it. So during, on a wedding day, she'll probably just use, she has an a seven three as well. And she uses the Sigma 35 F one four. She really, really loves that lens. Super good, super reliable. And then as a backup, just in case if she does need something wider than that, 35 is probably the, the largest that she'll shoot. Um, so she tends to just kind of stay back a little bit more. And, uh, if it's more of a, a zoom shot, I'll, like I said, I'll use the 85 or, uh, even with the 55, I don't know if you ever used the, uh, the crop feature in the a seven three, but sometimes, sometimes it helps just in case you have to use it. You can go APS-C mode and then, you know, crop it in a little bit. So if I have to use that, I will. And then, or if, like I said, for her, she'll have the a 6,500 in her bag. And the uh, Sigma 16 millimeter, the F14, she'll have that in case you need something wider than 35. Ooh, that that actually used to be our setup as well, man. When when we first, yeah. that was our first Sony camera before we got the A7 III. We had the A6500, and and I bought it specifically to just do video. Like we weren't even photographing with it, but it it became our um our like travel camera. Like it, we we stopped taking our cameras anywhere except for that one so i had the sigma 16 millimeter and i had a sigma what was it the uh 30 millimeter yeah those are those are some oh, good little man. lenses man that that a6500 mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's underrated i think yeah. you know they've got the 64 and the 6600 now which the 6600's got you know amazing battery all yeah. the things that you really want out of the a6500 but 
when it comes to needing a job done, the A6500 does just fine. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're an awesome camera. And we miss it too. Like I, I ended up uh, trading that camera for, I traded, I had like a whole vlog set up and I traded the whole thing for a, an A7 III body. And we weren't ready to, to like switch over yet. So we didn't have money to buy a lens or I didn't have anything for it. <laughs> so, for, so, so for like a month, we just sat there with the A7 III body and we couldn't do anything with it, you know? <laughs> That's that's so cool though. It's just a straight trade. Like yeah, yeah. You didn't get a lens, but at the same time, you still got like that's the thing you need the most is the body. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And did and you um? I know you mentioned that you were coming from Canon. Did mm-hmm. you ever use the Canon to Sony uh, lens adapter? And if you did, what did you think about it? Uh, I did. Yeah. So Eric has one, and I borrowed his uh to because I was trying to decide if I was going to buy one or not. And he sent his over to me and it was good. I liked it. I, I didn't have, I'm, you know what though? I didn't have, I didn't put it out on, I don't, I didn't test it out on the field. So I didn't go to yeah. any weddings and throw it on. Did I? Yeah, no. If I did maybe once, but like not even enough to really put it to the test, you know? So I just yeah, played around with it at so home. scary. <laughs> yeah. I just played around with it at home and it looked like it would have been just fine. I know he still uses it every once in a while. He's got it and he's got some uh, Canon lenses still that he plays around with. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, I ended up after testing it, I just decided to, to go full Sony. You know what I mean? So yeah. I ended up getting the, I had already bought the 35, the Sigma 35. I got the Sigma 85 and then, and then shortly after we got the, the Tamron as well. So yeah. that's our, Welcome that's our the dark side. Man. I know <laughs> <laughs> it's been, it's been fun, man. I really, I enjoy Sony a lot. I really uh, like yeah. it. I really like it. And I will say this, obviously my experience with other brands like Nikon, Canon, the only thing I really know about them outside of like limited experiences is just what I know from reading things or watching videos. But, um, I don't know. It's, it, it it does feel good. Like back in 2013, 2014, when people are like, huh, that's interesting that you would choose Sony and us being like, yeah, you know, it's, it's cool. We like it and see, see where it is now. Just feels kind of like a nice, like, okay, well I think we made the right decision. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what right now is, it's like, you really can't go wrong with any, I feel like you can't go wrong with any, any camera, uh, yeah. brand, right? Like that everybody's Dude, got yeah, something that, that I would love to play around with. And the only reason I don't is because we're not in a position to, I mean, making a full transition is, is difficult as it is, yep. you know? So, yeah. and we've toyed with the yeah. idea of like, you know, buying, um, we really love Fuji's XT system. So we've played, we, we've toyed with the idea of like getting one of those just for us, just to play around with. But then, you know, when we really think about it, we could be using that money for some gear, Sony gear yeah. that we could really use. So totally. No, I, I get that. Fuji was really exciting for a while. That was something we considered maybe getting just as kind of a, uh, you know, like a walk around camera. Um, and dude, like the stuff that they're doing now with the EOS R5 and, mm-hmm. and all the stuff that Nikon, yeah. all the Nikon rumors that are coming out. What a time. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> I, dude, a few years ago, the stuff that, um, it's it's so funny. I, I still tell some people sometimes, and they're like, "Okay, I, I think you might be pushing a little bit too much." But I, again, just speaking from like the A seven three's perspective, if it's really really low light, I actually feel pretty okay with shooting around ten thousand ISO. Yep. And and I I don't think I would be able to say that a few years ago. Yeah. So 
uh, what, what a time. It's insane. Yeah, I know that you really can do that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a little bit grainy, but lucky, you know, grain's kind of in right now. So I'm going to go with it. I, I always say that I don't, I don't mind the grain on the Sony systems. Like when I was shooting the 5D threes, uh, I would push my grain up to like the 4,000 range. I've, I've shot above that with, you know, if we had to, and they were totally photos that you could turn in. It wasn't even a big yeah. deal, you know, but yeah. I would, I would shoot up to 4,000, uh, with Sony. I've shot higher than that and, and it doesn't bother me. It looks fine. You know what I mean? And my clients love, love the work. So that's really yeah. the only thing that's that matters at the end of the day when it comes to weddings, you know, a hundred percent. I haven't had a client be like, Hey, this photo looks like you shot it at 10,000 ISO. Yeah. Why would you deliver this? <laughs> if it's really, if it's still like really grainy, just put it in black and white and nothing. I it's know, artistic. I know. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we haven't had any issues like that. Um, yeah. but yeah, there's no bad brand. I feel like right now they're all, they're all doing something pretty cool. Totally. Which uh, is good. That's competition. What are you doing to, uh, to prepare for, your comeback for all this to be over <laughs> man i don't know i don't know we had a lot of postponements yeah um i don't know how how you guys are handling it down down over in california mm -hmm. but over here i think florida's been on the news a couple times now we i think we're just really really behind the curve on a lot of things i know like theme parks and stuff are having a huge impact on yeah. what our economy is like so i think our governor's trying to get them all back open as soon as possible so I say all of that to say the postponements that we've had right now, we they've been tentative to the end of May based yeah. on what we're being told in our state. And hopefully, as long as we get the clear and as long as we feel comfortable with it, um, by that time, we'll be able to hit the ground running and just pick them right back up where we left off. So in the meantime, we're literally just standing around the house trying to stay busy and make sure we don't get too rusty. Are what you, about you guys? Are you guys doing any anything extra like pushing out extra advertising or or blogs or anything like that um blogging yes yeah. so i think that since we've got the downtime that's definitely something we need to take advantage of anyway so um uh yeah we have a couple engagement sessions i think at the moment i think all of our weddings are up to date so i think we'll probably blog a couple <laughs> extra engagement sessions just to kind of get them up there and then maybe space them out over the next month month and a half or whatever and hopefully by that point, once we get the sessions back up, if we finish the session like day of, when we finish, we try and post some previews right away and kind of use that as our advertising too. Yeah. So hopefully we can get right back into the groove because there, I would say for like the last maybe year and a half we had, if it wasn't like a wedding a weekend, we may have had like one wedding a month, just, you know, roughly. Yeah. Um, but otherwise we may have had like one portrait session out yeah. of a weekend. Yeah. So at least once a week, we're trying to post something new if we can. Nice. We, um, we, uh, right before all this happened, I was really taking advantage of our blogging. I was blogging multiple times a week. Um, and, and we had a, a huge backlog of, of things to blog because, um, I don't know if you heard, but I, I didn't, I didn't put out a blog for like over a year. And, uh, and then I started using a publisher by narrative. And after I got on with them, like I, it, blogging just became a lot easier. It used to take us a couple hours, like to put a, a blog together the way we did it for whatever reason. And, and now it's, it became so easy. So it got fun and I was putting out blogs every week. And the way I was looking at it is I was putting in the work for next year. Cause this year we, we had only booked about, 
we were we were not even at 10 weddings um and it was due to us like doing no advertising last year at all yeah. um and we were kind of okay with that we we're like okay it's fine but but uh before this happened too we were already getting because of all the blogging i was doing we were getting inquiries um i i booked uh two more weddings for like the end of the year and usually around now we we probably would have gotten to our 10 or 12 weddings for this year you know but um you know everything got put on the on the back seat for now um but all that blogging i was doing i was mostly preparing us for for having like a really good year next year and when it all hit i kind of just i kind of just stopped doing it right now i haven't i haven't blogged anything and i think the reason is that uh i was blogging i was i was taking up using up all the backlog stuff and right around now I would have like run out of everything and we would have been using just the few shoots that we did at the beginning of the year. And then, and then the idea was from now on every engagement shoot or a uh, wedding that we did, uh, we had a faster turnaround. So we were just going to blog them out right away. Well, all those weddings got put on hold or postponed. So um, I only have a few things to blog. So I feel like I'm kind of just hanging on to them so that I can use some stuff to start advertising when we get back into the yep. groove, you know? Yeah, dude. Yeah, so, I totally get that. So yeah, we've we've completely, I, and I don't say, I don't even mean we, I mean, I've taken a break. Maria doesn't, <laughs> you know, she doesn't really, she's okay with, with uh, she kind of let, lets me take the wheel on on that whole thing. Because like I said, we're, you know, we're able to, we only book a certain amount of weddings a year. So we know we're either going to get those. And if we're not, you know, we're also doing family sessions, like a ton of family sessions throughout the year. And those, those, those just keep coming, man. We have like our families that we photograph every year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, as soon as things kind of start going back to normal, we, we plan on, I plan on going full blown blogging again and, and, uh, getting those sessions in. Hell yeah. Yeah. We keep getting the, um, like on Facebook, you get the notification and be like, you haven't posted in a while. It's yeah. like, no, no, I, no, I know that's, that's intentional Facebook, but thank <laughs> you. I appreciate it. I do worry because I know like, uh, our, our feed probably is like lost in a lot of people's Instagrams now. They're not even, <laughs> you know, even if we did post a photo, like almost nobody's going to see it for a while, you know, <laughs> like a Phoenix reborn. They're like, Oh my God. There yeah. You are. Yeah. We're going to have to do some like extra paid advertising or I'm going to have to message everyone individually. Like, hi, don't forget about us. <laughs> Go like our latest photo, please. <laughs> Dude, even for like our current Instagram posts now, just so we can like still kind of stay on top of it yeah we're going back to sessions from like a year ago yeah and we're just like okay yeah like i'm okay with that and, yeah but then you also have that uh conundrum of you know coronavirus is going on right now yeah. so you're like okay do i have to make every caption being like just yeah. so you know we didn't do this recently don't worry so that did that does like, worry whatever. me it was it was all those things that made me want to just like stop you know i'm worried about yeah. how much work i'm gonna have to put into it once i come back but i've completely stopped yeah. on on all of that stuff and uh just because i don't even i don't even want to think about how to how to handle every every little thing right you know yeah yeah so. it's it's a it's a huge concern i i totally get that because that's kind of how it is over here i think on one hand especially again being in florida there's so many different things that we keep hearing uh, yeah. i think that we were i could be wrong but i think we were one of the last states to enact like a stay-at-home quarantine and um like i think of the first time around our governor even just denied it he was like no yeah we don't need to do this yet yeah so uh 
I feel like on one hand, we're kind of behind on the curve, but at the same time, you do have so many people who are like, no, even if it's not uh, a government order, you still should do it. It's the right yeah. thing. And so, but as a business, it's tough because what is the right thing? Technically our contract yeah. is with these, co- is with these people. And if there's no, if it's not illegal to go outside yeah. and if we've already made this agreement, then, then how, how do we figure that out? So thankfully I think the majority of our customers contacted us with the idea of postponing to a later date. And so we're like, okay, Hey, you know, that's fine. As long as you're okay with that, we're okay with that too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we had a, a couple sessions that, that got moved until mid-April, and then obviously those we've already changed them since. Uh, we had a few clients that were like willing to do the shoots, you know. And I feel like yeah. it's it's really hard to make those decisions when this is all going on because you you don't really know anybody's situation, and you know as as much as we all want to follow suit and not you know go out and not expose ourselves or expose anybody else and you know make this situation any worse like you also have to be sympathetic to people's uh situations too you know yeah and um we had we had one or two clients that were trying to get us to go out and do a shoot regardless and and i know that i could have and I know a place where I know places where I could have taken them and it wouldn't have been an issue and we could have practiced social distancing and all that stuff. Um, but you know, um, it still just, it still doesn't feel right with everything going on, you know? Yeah. So yeah, we, we could, we've, we've officially postponed everything until at least until May, you know, and we're, we'll kind of just readjust when we get there and, uh, and take it from there. That's where we're at because like personally, yeah, like I could say yes or no, I agree with you. Or, or like you said, hey, maybe I do know a spot and yeah. no one says I have to post previews, yeah. not every, yeah. you know, but as a business, that's such a scary decision because you put your name out there and yeah. you do have a reputation. And, you know, if people disagree with what you're doing, I think everything right now, I don't, there's, there's definitely a lot of right and wrong that we can do, but so much yeah. of this is a gray area too. Yeah. So it's just kind of easier to step back and just wait it out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll wait it out. All right, that's enough Corona talk, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to avoid that. Yeah. Uh, right. We won't get too deep into it. Uh, what uh, what what kind of lighting system do you use at at weddings? Um, it's I extremely to ask you impressive. Earlier. It's extremely massive. It takes me a lot of time to carry it in. It's not. Oh, you must be using Pro Photo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, we uh, we're pretty simple. I was talking about it earlier. I. I'm so impressed by how much we can push the ISO on these cameras and how well they do in low light. I don't really try to use a flash unless we just absolutely have to. So we have, um, for Sony, I think they're kind of similar to the young newer ones. It's the newer, I forget what they're called. I think it's like GRW or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're like 70, $75 flashes. They're yeah. nothing crazy. The, the on-camera flash. Um, but we'll, we'll bust those out if we need them. I have one of the, um, it's Godox, but it's a smaller one. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the model, but that's that's also just kind of like a backup in case we need it. So lighting-wise, nothing nothing too insane. We don't do any kind of off-camera stuff or any kind of umbrella stuff. I think just us personally, our own style, I have total respect to ever, anyone who does use those things. Um, but I kind of like when the lighting is a little bit uneven. I kind of like when you can play around with the shadows a little bit. And... Um, yeah. It also, again, just talking about trying to have as light of a kit as possible. If I can still have a really, really reliable flash system that if it does break, oh, well, it's, it's cheap. I can just get another one. Um, 
that's at least for right now, that's the route that we're going. But I, I could see it coming to a point where we get kind of tired of that and we do want to try something new. That's that's a pretty much the point that we hit because we were we were kind of in the same boat. We only used our flashes for um, for our receptions, and and yeah. even then, if there was enough lighting, uh, or you know what we what honestly what we do is if if there is enough lighting for sure, um, one of us will shoot with the with the on camera flash, and the other one will just shoot high ISO, so that we yeah. have a a little mixture of both. That's actually our preference. We really like doing that. And I think um, that's awesome. And that also allows us to, because we have two flashes, that does allow us to kind of play around. For the longest time, I was using uh, a Canon 550X on my camera. And then I would, um, using the infrared, I would use a newer, um, I don't even remember, I don't know the, the model number. I just know it was like 30 bucks on Amazon. Yeah, cheap. <laughs> and yeah, so I, I would throw that on a stand and just kind of do a, something a little extra. And that was my way of playing around. You know, Maria was playing around with uh, the high ISO stuff. And then I was playing around with the with the flashlighting and doing some creative stuff or not, or just, you know, on camera flash. Um, that's always been our go-to. But um, right before all this happened, I had just bought a new lighting system that I was looking forward to. I was going to throw uh, two lights out on on the dance floor and just uh, use a wireless trigger to set them off. And uh, that was going to allow for some new stuff. But we got that because I was kind of just getting bored with what we were doing. And, you know, we're always trying to find new ways to to switch things up, you know. Totally. Yeah, I get that. So are you guys planning on on uh, on getting any new lighting systems or anything like that? For the time being, uh, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. it's we're I'm really impressed with what we have. I'm yeah. I'm really really impressed with how these things do. They're yeah. not bad. Like I keep saying, I like comparing them to the Yongnuo because I think Yongnuo for a long time people were just like, oh, it's just a cheap system, yeah. you know, whatever. But I think they've proven that they're still really capable and and. Again, like if they break, I haven't put, you know, hundreds of dollars yeah. into just one flash. Yeah. I can, it's pretty easy rather than trying to fix it. I can just get a brand new one. So yeah. I think we're going to roll with these for for now and and see. I'll probably eat my words and get into like this giant venue that's super poorly lit and I won't have any light to bounce off. But <laughs> until I, from what I understand, I don't think we're booked for any kind of venues yeah. like that. So I, I think we're okay. Well, you're gonna have to keep me updated on some of the, some of the stuff that you guys play around with because I'm always interested cool. in the things that, that other photographers are doing uh i've gotten a lot of tricks off of you know like steven and eric and uh and those guys just what they do i'm like i want to try that you know so yeah yeah um and and if you and that's also what i love about shoot uh like second shooting for other photographers is you get to learn those little odds and ends that you wouldn't never really do do you ever go to second shoot for anybody else not really i think i mean Meg and I were just so used to shooting with each other. We kind of know what type of approach each person is going to take. We yeah. kind of know, okay, she's going to go over here, I'll go over here, or vice versa. If I'm setting up the couple and she's like, okay, he's he's obviously going for this shot. Let me go over here, see if I can get something cool. So for the most part, we do a lot of shooting by ourselves. We did some second shooting like to kind of get prepared for uh, weddings a couple years ago when mm. we decided that we were going to jump into it just so we could make sure we weren't totally going in you know, with cold feet. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise it's mainly just shooting with each other. If there, if there's like a session or something and one of us can't make it because yeah. you know we're sick or whatever, then the other one will just go. No big deal. Yeah. But I know I, I always offer myself to any of our 
any of our friends in the area when when they need somebody else just because I like like I said I like going and seeing how they shoot and it you just get a, a new perspective you know like just like you two Marie and I know each other know exactly what we're going to do at weddings and we have a ton of fun and because we've been doing it so long now we're so comfortable at weddings that we're able to really just enjoy it you know i mean there's yeah. there's there's an all there's always an underlying nervous feeling at a wedding i still get butterflies going into it you know but um but i know what i'm doing there i'm not worried about missing anything cuz we've been doing it long enough and uh and we ha- i feel like we have even more fun because of that at weddings um but when i get the chance to go out and second shoot with some friends it's it's always a good time man it's good to see how they do things differently how they handle their their brides how they handle their group situations and their family photos or even just their their portrait sessions to see how they do their you know their um their posing and how they direct their clients and stuff like that it's always a lot of fun i don't think you can help it like i think everyone has their own i guess quote unquote style right Mm -hmm. but it's literally a combination of things that i've seen or that that meg's seen or that you've seen or whatever and of other people doing things or different ideas that you have, but it's, it all kind of becomes its own original thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, that's so, so important to me. I really, really like when people feel okay with, um, asking me a question and like not feeling weird about it. Yeah. Um, or being like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm kind of considered, which I mean, I'm who I'm nobody. I, it doesn't matter. But my point is, if someone were to come to me and say, Hey, I'm really kind of considering these two systems. What is your opinion? What do you think about it? Yeah. It feels good. It feels nice being able to be like, okay, well, Hey, based on what I know, it's yeah. this. And, and having that, like even just the slightest influence in kind of where they decide to go with whatever they go with or however they shoot with yeah. it or whatever, it feels good. I, I think that's how it's meant to be. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's rad. And the fact that you're still willing to do that after all these years and still like, no, I want to go shoot. I want to learn more. I think that's huge too. Because oh, yeah. the people who benefit the most are your clients. That's that's true, man. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> that's good. You got to you got to stay open minded. You got to stay willing to grow, willing to learn. You know, we 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 don't know it all. And I mean, the the photography industry is a is a fast paced growing industry, and and you got to keep you know you got to keep up with it. Yep. Yeah, I agree. All right, man. Well, um, I want to thank you again for coming on, man. You, you, uh, you and your wife, you guys are doing some really awesome stuff over there. Uh, tell, tell everyone where they can find you online. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Um, okay. I am literally my Instagram is just at Josh Legrone, L-A-G-R-O-N-E. Uh, her Instagram is Meg Legrone, M-E-G-L-A-G-R-O-N-E. And then our actual business Instagram is just the Legrones. So yeah, feel free to, to hit us up. If, if you have any questions, anything that I can or can't answer, uh, let me know. I love to talk to hopefully help, hopefully talk about things that are interesting to other people. Awesome, man. Well, we'll keep in touch, uh, you and I and what's going on and maybe we can have you on again to, to, to get an update on everything you guys been up to. Cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. That's it, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Podcast. You can find this podcast on Instagram at Wedding Photo Podcast. You can also find me on Twitter at Del Toro Photo. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes below. 
And don't forget that if you want to try a publisher by narrative, you can do so for free. You can also purchase their desktop app with 15% off using code the code Del Toro Photo. That link is also in the show notes. If you want to support this podcast, all I ask is that you leave a five-star rating, leave me a review, and uh, just share this podcast with others. Uh, share it with your friends, uh, with your photography friends. Let them know about it so they can have a listen, and uh, we'll continue to grow this podcast. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, really appreciate you guys coming by, and, um, and yeah, we'll see you guys on the next one.